I want to share something that God has laid in my heart this week. So if you have your Bibles open, turn with me to Joshua chapter 1 verse 5. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5. You know, this passage, Joshua chapter 1 verse 5, is a word of assurance that God speaks to Joshua when he takes over the leadership of Israel. We're going to meditate on this passage just to learn on this passage to learn some important lessons about who God is and what He does in our life. So if you have your Bibles open, I would ask that you turn to Joshua chapter 1 verse 5. Also, I would I encourage you to keep a notebook and a pen open with you so that you can take down notes as you hear from the word. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5. I'm going to read this for you and ask that you pay careful attention. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Let's look unto the Lord in prayer. Father, we are grateful. We are glad that you have brought us together this evening to hear from you, from your word. And Master, even as we hear from your word, we pray that you would pour out your word into our hearts. God, if you do not speak, our gathering is in vain and everything that we do is a fruitless task. And God, we seek your presence. We hunger for, for more of you. We hunger for your word. Pour out your word into our hearts, we pray. We give it all into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5. God speaks these words to Joshua at a time when he is taking over the leadership of Israel. Now taking over the responsibility of leading Israel was not an easy task because Joshua before he was an assistant to Moses and now he's a leader. And when he was an assistant to Moses, he knew what challenging task this is. He knew what was coming ahead of him. And at this time, God gives him an assurance saying, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. And God goes on to say, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. If you read this passage carefully, we can learn something wonderful out of this verse. If you read this passage carefully, you will find out that it reveals to us the nature of our God, the God whom we worship. This passage reveals to us one of the nature of God. This passage reveals to us that our God is our defender. If you look at this passage, God tells Joshua that no one will be able to stand against you. Why? Is it because Joshua is too powerful? No. No one will be able to stand against Joshua because God is with him. And because God is with him, God is going to defend him in every challenge that he faces. In other words, God is telling Joshua that as you step into this leadership role, remember that I will be your defender. The truth we can understand from the Bible is that our God, the God whom we worship, is our defender. He always comes to our rescue when we feel defenseless. People may accuse us. People may argue against us. People may put us down. They may try to spoil our reputation. And in those times, we may think, God, how can I, how can I stand for myself? How can, how, how can I defend myself? And sometimes we may feel defenseless, but the Bible reminds us that God is our defender. 
If you look at our God in, you know, Psalmist says like this in Psalm 68 verse 5, he says, He is the father to the fatherless. He is the defender of widows. You look at a person who does not have a father, they will always feel insecure. But what the Bible reminds us is this, you may not have an earthly father, but there's a father that you have in heaven and he is the father to the fatherless, to the one who feels insecure, to the one who feels inferior, to the one who feels defenseless. God is the father. God is the defender. The verse goes on to say that he is the defender of widows. That is who our God is. When you face a challenging situation and feel like, God, I can't fight this battle. I, can't, I, can't, I, I don't know how to handle this situation. Guess who fights for you? God. When, you, when you're falsely accused, guess who comes to your rescue? God. You see, it, it is so amazing to think that the God who made everything, the God who was all-powerful, the one who was magnificent, the, the glorious one, the Lion of Judah, is the one who comes to defend us. It's the one who comes to defend us. I don't know about you, but when I, when I, when I think of this, it, it just it comforts me greatly because no matter what people try to do against me, no matter how people treat me, I know there is a God who stands for me. We may not have the strength to argue sometimes. I don't, I don't know, you know, nowadays... When, when someone comes against me, I just, I feel like, God, I don't even have the strength to argue. I don't even know what to say. And sometimes we feel like, God, I, I, who is there for me? Who will stand for me? What the Bible reminds us is that God is our defender. If you look at the life of Paul, Paul describes his life in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. He says like this about his own life. He says, at my first defense, I'm reading 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. Paul writes about his experience and he says, at my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me, may it not be held against them. Verse 17, Paul goes on to say, But the Lord stood at my side and gave me the strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. Paul tells about his experience. He says, No one came to my defense when I faced a harm. He was basically facing a terrible situation because of this man named Alexander. And at this time, what happened is people also deserted him. No one came to his rescue. But guess who came to his rescue? God came to his rescue. Our so-called best friends will leave us in times of calamity. Even our family may desert us. But the God whom we worship, the God whom we serve will never leave us. No matter what you can face, he will stand for you and he will defend you. When people falsely accuse you, God will defend you. When people spread false rumors about you, God will protect your reputation. You may feel defenseless and lonely thinking, God, there is no one to stand for me, but there is one who stands for you. That is the God whom you worship. What God reveals to us through his word is that he is our defender. If you look at Psalm 18, verse 1 and 2, from the Good News translation, it says like this, How I love you, Lord, you are my defender. How I love you, Lord, you are my defender. Verse 2, Psalmist goes on to say, The Lord is my protector. He is my strong fortress. My God is my protection. And with him I am safe. He protects me like a shield. He defends me and keeps me safe. 
you see who our god is he is our defender our protector our strong fortress he is the one with whom i can be safe he protects me like a shield he defends me and he keeps me safe such a beautiful reminder of who god is god speaks to joshua and says no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life just as i was with moses so i will be with you i'll never forsake you nor leave you we're going to go into this passage to understand more about what god is saying if you look at the first chapter of the book of joshua the first chapter of the book of joshua is filled with assurances about the calling and the task that god has given joshua if you look at the life of joshua joshua was a brave soldier and he was very loyal to moses when he was an assistant to moses he knew the problems that will come the way israel treated moses throughout the journey was sometimes terrible they would grumble against moses they would murmur against moses they would come against him with jealousy and contempt they tried to do so many things even moses's own sister miriam came against moses so joshua knew the reality of what it means to be a leader over israel so when joshua looked at that call that he had he knew everything that is going to come in his way he knew the challenges that he is going to face in accomplishing that ta- that task and at this time god reminds him gives him an assurance saying no one will be able to stand against you we must understand this church that the reality of god's calling and purpose is that there will always be people who will come against you there will always be people who will come against you to destroy the calling and the purpose for which god has created you let me put it this way see when you are truly called by god you will face people you will face situations that will drive you crazy to a point where you will feel like running away from the work you are doing sometimes you'll feel abused misused mistreated by the people whom you trust the most trust the most if you look at first corinthians chapter 4 verse 11 to 13 paul talks about his own experience here he says like this in first corinthians chapter 4 verse 11 to 13 he says to this very hour we go hungry and thirsty we are in rags we are brutally treated we are homeless you look at the life of paul this man whom we know as an influential character in the new testament he says that to this very hour we go hungry and thirsty we are in rags we are brutally treated we are homeless verse 12 we work hard with our own hands when we are cursed we bless when we are persecuted we endure it and verse 13 when we are slandered we answer kindly we have become the scum of the earth the garbage of the world right up to this moment think of this you know this paul that we know of as an influential man whose letters talk to us so much about who god is and about the journey of a christian life he says that we have become the scum of the earth the garbage of the world he's talking about himself if you look at the word scum scum means a layer of dust on a surface or like a like a froth on top of a liquid paul says we have become that we have become a garbage in verse 11 he says we are brutally treated and we are homeless what's clear from this passage is that paul that we talk about study today was treated like a garbage like a worthless man 
you know being in ministry sometimes i've personally experienced many of these situations and I, and i get what paul is saying it is painful when you walk through those paths truth is we often get treated like a scum like a garbage of the world and sometimes when i see that i, I the, see what we are subject to i wonder to myself do i really have to be in ministry do i really have to hear all that people talk and say but the truth is this the truth that i've been personally learning over the past few days is that god is my defender i don't have to defend myself but god does it for me he will handle the people who come against me and he will fight the battles for me god defends me the truth is god defends you and me church he fights for us god looks at josh when he says no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life because i'm going to be with you god is with us wherever we go when god says no one will be able to stand against you that doesn't mean that no problems will come away enemies will come but they won't last forever people might talk at your back to destroy your reputation but it will not last forever your colleague or your friend whom you thought is trustworthy might be digging a grave for you by spreading false rumors let me remind you this that it will not last forever why because god defends us paul says no one came to my rescue no one came to my defense but the lord strengthened me if you look at psalmist he says like this in psalm 18 that god you are my defender you are the one who defends me and keep me keeps me safe when we look at our life today you see we are often worried about our own reputation see it's important to live a life where god is pleased but we always cannot control what people say or talk about us now instead of being worried about what people say remind yourself that god is your defender he will take care of you and will build and safeguard your reputation amen i believe the lord is speaking to someone very specifically i don't know who this is for but i believe god is speaking to us through his word stop fighting for your own reputation you don't have to explain yourself all the time and some of you have gone into depression because you're constantly worried and are thinking what do people say about you remember this church let god be your defense allow him to be your defense he will take care of your life because he is the one who will build your reputation he is the one who will safeguard your reputation the moment you think okay i have to somehow build my reputation do you know what will happen you will begin to compromise so that you can please everybody and keep them in your good books and be in their good books but when when you let god build your reputation it will be built on a solid ground Psalm chapter 3 verse 3 Psalm says like this but you o lord are a shield for me my glory and the one who lifts up my head remember this church who is it that builds your reputation not you but god the moment you take up the task of building your own reputation i tell you you will fail just in a couple of hours because it is not you who safeguards your life but it is god and when we give it up to the lord he will defend for us he will stand for us when people falsely accuse us when they spread rumors about us god will stand for us psalmist says he is he is the one who lifts up my head he is the one who lifts me up in the eyes of people people may look look at you and think oh he, he is such an inferior man they may people may even look down at you sometimes and when you think of all that you know it will bother you it will it will make you lo- be discouraged don't don't worry about your reputation live 
in the way God has called you to live. Be obedient, be committed, live ethically, live like that. But don't worry about your reputation. Let your reputation be built by God alone because he is the one who builds our reputation, builds our life. He is the one who takes care of everything. When we understand this truth that God is our defender, let me tell you this, you won't be afraid of any giant that comes your way. Whatever you face, even if it's like a mountain, God will take care of it. He will defend you. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 5, it is very clear to us that no one, God tells Joshua, no one will be able to stand against you because I'm going to be with you just as I was with Moses. God looks at Joshua and reminds him by saying this, Joshua, do you remember how I was with Moses? Do you remember how I led Moses? I'm going to be with you the same way, the same way. The example that God gives Joshua is from the life of Moses himself. See, when we look at the life of Moses, the life of Moses is just an extraordinary one. Even if God permits and even if we live for another thousand years in this earth, let me tell you, the story of Moses in the Bible will never fade away. It will never lose its value. He is one of those influential, powerful leaders that we see in the Old Testament. And his, his life is highly spoken about. The, his life and story tells us of how God protects his children. When you look at his life, God protected him when people spoke against him. When God, God protected him when people stood against him. God protected him and people even rebelled against him. God tells Joshua this, do you see how I was with Moses? I'm going to be with you the same way. So as we look at the life of Moses, what we will learn is that the way God protects his children. And this evening, I want to I share two stories from the life of Moses and, and explain to you how God protected him and kept him safe when people came against him. We're going to look at two stories and learn some important lessons of how God works and defends us. The first incident is found in Numbers chapter 12. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Numbers chapter 12. In this passage, we see an issue that arose between Miriam, Aaron and Moses. Miriam and Aaron come against Moses. So in this chapter, Miriam begins to, begins to speak against Moses mainly out of jealousy against him. So if you go to Numbers chapter 12, verse 1 and verse 2, You'll see this. Let me read this verse for you. Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, for, for he had married a Cushite. Verse 2, Miriam says, Has the Lord spoken only through Moses? They asked. Hasn't he also spoken through us? And verse 2, if you're reading this, notice that carefully, if you're reading it, it ends with this line saying, And the Lord heard this. So what we see here, Miriam and Aaron come against Moses and talk against Moses, speak against him. And who heard this? God heard this. See, many times you will think that there was no one to hear the accusations that people bring, bring against you. The way people treat you. You may see that there is no one to see it. But the truth is God hears everything that is spoken against you. And so Miriam and Aaron come against Moses. And who hears this? God hears. And in this passage we see God gets into action. 
and i can tell you this whenever god gets into action it's a it's a dangerous thing and so it goes on and i'm going to skip to verse 4 and read up to verse 8 please follow along numbers chapter 12 verse 4 to verse 8 at once the lord said to moses aaron and miriam come out to the tent of meeting all three of you so three of them went out was 5 then the lord came down in a pillar of cloud he stood at the entrance to the tent and summoned aaron and miriam when the two of them stepped forward he said listen to my words when there is a prophet among you i the lord reveal myself to them in visions i speak to them in dreams but this is not true of my servant moses he is faithful in all my house when i speak to him face to face with him i speak to him face to face clearly and not in riddles he sees the form of the lord why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant moses let me read the last verse for you because there is something that god tells about moses god says with him i speak with him i speak face to face clearly and not in riddles he sees the form of the lord why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant moses what we see here is that god was angry with aaron and miriam for what they did to moses and what god does is that god inflicts a punishment on miriam for arguing or speaking against moses and if you go to numbers chapter uh, 12 verse 12 you will see uh, the description of her condition Do not let her be like a stillborn infant coming from its mother's womb with its flesh half eaten away. What happened is when God left after speaking those words Miriam was inflicted with leprosy and her condition was such that she looked like a stillborn infant with her flesh half eaten. Just just imagine that it would be a, a very very disturbing sight to see. and if you if you read what god does here he is safeguarding the reputation or he is defending moses and so when miriam and aaron come against moses god stands for him defends him and you see the result of what happens this is like this is a frightening passage frightening passage and you may wonder why does why does god do this why does he do something like this you see miriam and aaron criticized moses for two reasons first is because that he married a cushite woman and historians say that cushite women were of a, uh, had a black skin color they were the, they were dark in their skin complexion and so they kind of looked down upon this and so that is that is one of the reasons they spoke about spoke against moses now you may hear this and think how silly why would they even talk about it yes it was a silly reason but they still brought it up if you ever thought that there was no color discrimination in the bible here is an example and second reason why miriam and aaron criticized moses is that is because of jealousy they criticized moses out of jealousy you look at miriam miriam was a prophetess Aaron was a high priest but Moses was still the leader and Moses was not just any ordinary leader but he was leader in a very special way and the way God led Moses made them be become jealous and prompted them to criticize 
you look at you look at jealousy you see jealousy is a real thing in our christian world today there are so many churches and ministries that have begun begun out of jealousy they'll say oh if he can preach i can also preach if he can teach i can also do that if he can do this i can also do that some things are more of an imitation than really following what god wants them to do the problem with jealousy is that it makes one person treat another person with contempt the moment jealousy entered into the lives of people like miriam and aaron they will not just speak bad about moses not just against moses but also will despise moses they will look down at him as if he does not deserve anything as if he is a man without any values by doing what they did what they also were doing is that they were mocking and mocking the call of god that god had given moses so god sees what's happening here and he comes to defend moses and if you look at the life of moses moses was a man who was humble very humble verse 3 of number chapter 12 says like this now moses was very humble man more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth he was a man who wouldn't stand up for himself in that moment god stands up for moses god gets down to business god immediately inflicts miriam with leprosy to punish her from her sin what do we what do we learn from this passage what we learn from this passage is that god stands for you when you're treated with jealousy and contempt when you're falsely accused god stands for you and gives a response to those who speak against you without any reason i have noticed this that if you're too soft and don't speak up for yourself there will always be people who will take advantage of you in such situations you might feel helpless but guess who comes to your rescue god will come to your rescue because he will never let the righteous be forsaken he is the father to the fatherless he takes care of the widows he defends the widows he defends the orphans he stands for the one who cannot stand for themselves no matter how you are treated by people remember this church that god will stand for you maybe maybe the problem that you're experience right, right experiencing right now the pain you're going through right now is because of people's jealousy against you remember this no matter what you go through god will come to defend you god will come to rescue you people will come against you and say all false things all rumors about you but they cannot last for too long because god will come to your defense god will come to your rescue I don't know what you may think but this is the reality that God defends the one who cannot defend themselves don't lose heart don't lose courage when people come against you rather give it up to the lord and remind yourself that god you are my defender and i give this situation into your hands situation into your hands i feel like saying this some of you are going through great trouble in your life because you're constantly trying to defend yourself constantly trying to explain yourself to people God says take a step back let me defend you let me fight the battle for you when you allow God to defend you you will see a victory in your relationships when you allow God to defend you you will see God you will see victory in your homes you will see peace in your life let God do his work let God be your defender let God be your defender we see in the life of Moses that God stood by Moses' side and defended him and God tells Joshua remember how I led Moses I'm going to lead you the same way 
God defended Moses and he will continue to defend Joshua as well. There's another story that we can find in the life of Moses where God defends him, where God stands for Moses. The second story that we find is and found in is found in Numbers chapter 16 about the this this group called the Korah, Datan and Abiram. Korah, Datan and Abiram. These were a couple of men from a few families who gathered against and rebelled against Moses and Aaron. Moses and Aaron. If you go to Numbers chapter 16 verse 1, it describes like this saying, Korah, son of Izar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, and certain Reubenites, Datan and Abiram, son of Eliab, and own son of Peleth, became insolent. In Numbers chapter 16 verse 3, it talks about them. It says, They came as a group to oppose Moses and Aaron and said to them, You have gone too far. The whole community is holy. Every one of them. And the Lord is with them. Why then do you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? So the men from Korah, Datan and Abiram came against Moses and Aaron. And what they're doing here is that they are rebelling against the leadership that God had placed. Now, th- their sin was that they rebelled against the authority that God has given Moses. The problem with rebellion is that it always spreads like a wildfire. Because you read this entire story, you will know that it was, it was not only these few men who, were, who rebelled, but also they brought with them another 250 men who stood against Moses and Aaron. And by the end of the whole story, you will see that that day more than 15,000 people died because of this rebellion. Now, this is another incident that shows to us what happens when people plot against us without any proper reason. I've been in church circles all my life and I know how people get together after services and sit together in groups and during service and comment about everything the pastor says or everything the leader says. And I've, and I've seen this painful thing happen. Such people eventually stop attending the church or something happens to them that their lives, that, that brings them great grief. You look at the life of Korah, Datan and Abiram, they rebel against Moses. And if you look at the life of Moses, Moses did not demand this leadership position. Moses did not say, God make me a leader, but God made him a leader. In fact, Moses did not even want to be one, but God made him one. When these men rebelled against Moses, they are rebelling against Moses as if Moses himself made him a leader and has set himself above everyone else. What they failed to understand is that it was God who is leading Moses. Now here's what happened. Let me go back to this passage. Numbers chapter 16, verse 31 to 34. God, God does something here. Verse 31 says like this, As soon as he finished saying this, the ground under them split apart and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them and their households and all those associated with Korah together with their positions. Verse 33, they went down alive into the realm of the dead with everything they owned. The earth closed over them and they perished and were gone from the community. Verse 34, At their cries, all the Israelites around them fled, shouting, The earth is going to swallow us too. Look look at this incident. I mean, you see, when, when God gets down to work, when God gets to defending his people, he will take care of 
the one whom he has called he will take care of your life you may feel helpless but god will do what he is supposed to do now we don't wish death for anyone who come in, comes against us in fact you know a situation like this will not uh, may not happen in our world today because back in the day israel was ruled differently and now we are ruled differently it was a theocratic government where god ruled his people directly but today we are under a democratic government where we are ruled by the government that is set up by people something like this will not happen today but what we can know and understand is that god will stand for us god will fight the battle for us if you go on to read numbers chapter 16 verse 35 it says like this and fire came out from the lord and consumed 250 men who were offering the incense and verse 49 says but 14700 people died from the plague in addition to those who had died because of cora you see how re- rebellion is contagious it starts with one person it's a it's a talk it's a rumor that spreads it spreads it spreads from one to another person one to another person and finally by the end of the day close to 15000 people had lost their lives because of this one man who started a rebellion god came to the defense of moses he protected the integrity of moses integrity of moses and he kept his life safe when god came to the defense god punished these men and as a result they were completely destroyed numbers chapter 12 verse 3 reminds us that moses was a very humble man he wouldn't go and fight for himself or fight or argue about himself to the people who were coming against him but rather he left it to the lord and god came to his defense god stood for him and when god stood for him god took care of the people who came against him this is true in our lives as well we don't have to be afraid of the influential people that come against us we may think oh this man has got a lot of money he can he can do anything with me you know he is my boss and he can he can cut off my uh, income he can do anything to me and so i have to listen to him let me tell you leave it up to the lord god will defend you he will stand for you when you feel helpless he will stand for you when you feel defenseless when you feel defenseless the god whom we worship the god whom you and i worship is the one who is our defender he stands for his children we are in the passion week right now today we remember the day when jesus entered into jerusalem on a donkey and this day is called as a palm sunday and you know people remind people sang praises to god singing hosanna hosanna blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord if you look at the word hosanna the word hosanna literally means save us or lord save us in hebrew and 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 you look at look at what jesus did at that time He came into a time where the world was confused where the world was looking for a savior the world was looking for a messiah and Jesus during his life on earth did everything to prove that he is a son of god and before he goes to the cross to pay the ultimate price for our sins he goes on a on a triumphant ride he goes on a donkey people look at him and start praising him and saying hosanna hosanna 
You see, what we find even during the triumphal entry of Jesus is that even then he is our deliverer. He delivered us from our sin and he will also continue to deliver us from every situation that you and I will go through in our life today. The nature of God does not change. He came down to save his people. And even today, if you and I are struck in a crisis, he will come down to save you. If you and I are found in a place where we do not know how to move ahead, where maybe you are confused, don't know what decisions to make, maybe you are blackmailed by people, maybe you are pressurized by people to take a certain kind of decision, Let me tell you, you worship the deliverer. You worship the God who saves. The God who defends you. You may feel defenseless at times, but let me remind you that the God whom we worship is the one who defends our life. Don't lose courage. Don't lose hope over the things that you might be experiencing today. You may think to yourself, God, how can I I do this? How can I handle this situation? I tell you, when you look back at your life, there are so many situations where God has already made a way for you. When you thought that this will not happen, God made a way. When you thought that this this will never come through, God still made a way for you. He made a way where there seemed to be no way. And you may be stuck in a place right now, you may be wondering, God, how can I get out of this? Remind yourself that the God who delivered you before will also do that in your life do that in your life we sang this beautiful song saying you made a way when our backs were against the wall and when we thought that everything was over you still made a way church this evening as we you know come to a close of the service i want to remind you that if god made a way before he will do that even today he will rescue you from the situation that you are in right now don't give room to fear don't think how your life is going to be your life is safe in the hand of the lord If he made a way before, he will do it again in your life. Don't lose hope, but call on to the Lord who is your defender. Even as we sing this song, remind yourself that God, you made a way before. When our backs were against the wall and it looked as if it was over, Lord, you you made a way in spite of all the impossibilities, oh Lord. And we're standing here only because you made you. Oh, we worship Oh, yes, Lord. When our backs were against the wall, and it looked as if it was over, Lord, you, you made a way. And I'm standing here. And we're standing here only because you made. We're standing here only because you made a way. And I'm standing here. Only because you made. Oh, we are standing because you made a way for us, Lord Jesus. God, we look back at the past. And we know, Lord, that if you have done it before, you will do it again in our life. If you have defended us before, if you have delivered us before, we know, Lord, that you will do it in our life once again. Why do we have to fear the arrows that come by us? Why do we have to fear the people who come against us? Remind us, O Lord, this evening. Help us to remember that you are the one 
who safeguards our life. You are the lifter of our head. You are the one who lifts us higher, Lord. And this evening we pray, Master, that you would continue to be by our side. Help, help this truth to sink deep into our hearts. That you are our defender. That you will stand for us. When we feel helpless, Lord, you will stand for us. Remind us of this truth, Master. Oh, you have made a way before. You have made a way out of our trouble before. And Lord, we know that you will do it again. That you will do it again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Church, I want to remind you this once again. That you worship a God who is your defender. Don't worry about the mountains that you face. Don't worry about the people that you face. Remind yourself that God has led me out of similar situations before. And he will continue to lead me even today. Remind yourself. The more you remind yourself, I tell you, the more you will be confident of your future. Fear will, find its, will not find a place in your heart. Fear will find no room in your hearts. Look unto the Lord. Call unto Him. He will defend you. He will defend you. Amen. 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 Let's look unto the Lord in prayer even as we close this service. Father, we are so grateful that you have spoken to us through your word and have reminded us, O Lord, that you are the one who stands for us. You are the one who defends us. You are the one who stands by us, protects us at every moment, every stage. When people betrayed us and our closest friend left us, O Lord, you were the only one who were by our side. You kept us safe and sound. And because of you, you're still alive. And Lord, we want to pray for those, who, those of them who are going through crisis in their life right now and are looking for a deliverance. I pray that, Lord, that their heart will be filled with this truth that you are their defender. And we pray that, Lord, that let them see your delivering power. Let them see how you defend them, O oh Lord. Let them see your work in their life. You are the father to the fatherless, the defender of the widows. You are the caretaker of the orphans or master. You take care of everybody. Lord, we want to thank you once again for this evening. Thank you for speaking to us, enriching our lives with your word. We are blessed because of you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.